Welcome to the Success in Medicine podcast. I'm Dr. Rajini Kata, and I'm here today with my partner, Dr. Samir Desai. And today we'd like to speak about the neurology rotation. So, Samir, the first question I wanted to start with is, why is it so important to do well on the neurology rotation? Well, there are several reasons that students should strive to do as well as they can in this rotation. The first reason I would say is that although most students will not become neurologists, this is an important rotation no matter what specialty the student eventually chooses as a career. And, and the reason for that is that neurological problems are very, very common. And most patients with neurological problems will initially present to non-neurologists. And what we know is that uh, many non-neurologists are not particularly comfortable with the evaluation and management of patients with neurological disease. So what is very important is that students go into this rotation with the idea that this is going to be a very important rotation. There are a lot of things to learn so that they can build that foundation to provide that type of care that patients deserve. Oh, that's definitely very important. And you had mentioned there were several reasons. Can you touch upon another reason? Absolutely. So the neurology rotation is considered a required or core rotation in most U.S. medical schools. And therefore, it's important for residency selection. We know from the NRMP surveys of residency program directors that grades and required clerkships are very, very important in the residency selection process. And so um, a strong performance in your neurology rotation can really enhance your application. And of course, this is even more important for those students who are seeking to pursue a career in neurology. And uh, with those students, neurology residency programs will obviously be taking a very, very close look at how they did during the neurology rotation. I know you and I have discussed this before. It seems to me that a lot of students find neurology to be very intimidating. Uh, why do you think that is? Well, the reason we find that intimidating is for a variety of reasons. And actually, there's a, a term that's been used. Uh, it's called neurophobia. And uh, a lot of people may not be familiar with it, but it was coined at the, back in uh, the 1990s. And it basically refers to a fear of neurology. And uh, what studies have shown, uh, these are studies in medical students, that neurophobia is very common and can affect uh, up to 50% of medical students. And then the reasons for this, uh, there are many. What do you think is one of the most common reasons that students find neurology to be so intimidating? One of the most common reasons is to do with the way the subject is taught. So typically students have a neuroscience or a neuroanatomy course uh, early in their medical school education, so maybe in their first year, possibly in their second year of medical school. And quite often, uh, this is a course that's heavy in basic sciences. And at, in many curriculums, there may not be an integration of the basic science with its clinical application. And so students may leave their neuroscience or neuroanatomy course not sure exactly how to apply this information to clinical problems. And then the other thing is that even in courses where you have 
well-integrated systems, the basic sciences and the, and the clinical, there's going to be quite a bit of time that passes between when you finish your neuroscience course and then when you do your neurology rotation. And it may be as much as 12 to 24 months. So in that time, a lot of that knowledge may get lost. You know, I think that's absolutely correct what you're saying about how it's taught in the basic sciences in a certain way and you don't necessarily see the clinical application. And really, we know, you and I, from personal experience, it's so much easier to remember and to absorb and to apply knowledge when you can see how it impacts a patient. So as a personal example, I remember learning all about the facial nerve in anatomy and then in the basic sciences. But it wasn't until I became a dermatology resident where I was actually cutting on patients' faces and necks that I came to realize, ah, you know, that's when you really learn the facial nerve and how it, uh, you know, how it has these real-life clinical applications because if you cut the temporal branch of the facial nerve, you know, this is what happens to the patient's musculature. So I think that's absolutely correct what you're saying there. I wanted to segue then into a related question, which is, how do we provide advice then for a student who's starting their neurology rotation? What is one of the tips that you could provide a student? An important tip has to do with your preparation for the rotation. I would highly recommend that students take time before the rotation to review neuroanatomy, especially since so much time has passed. And they really need a refresher course on uh, the key principles of neuroanatomy, and in particular, how to localize neurological lesions. And do you have any advice about particular resources that you recommend to help students learn how to localize lesions? Definitely. Obviously, uh, students can go back to uh, their course material if they felt that that was uh, done very, very well. But there are other sources uh, of information as far as refreshing your neuroanatomy knowledge. Uh, I think that one uh, approach is to use video clips. Uh, and there are a lot of video clips that are available, produced by many different institutions, on neuroanatomy and how to localize neurological lesions. And we link to some of these video clips uh, in a recent blog post that is titled, How to Succeed in Your Neurology Rotation, Tips for Medical Students. Mm -hmm. I would also say, Rajni, that in addition to reviewing clinical neuroanatomy, it's very, very important before the rotation to remind yourself how to take a neurological history and how to perform a neurological exam. Mm. Do you have any advice for resources on that? Definitely. So, uh, again, in our blog post, we go into extensive detail on the neurological history and uh, as well as the neurological exam. We do link to a very important resource and a very, very uh, outstanding resource that was created by Washington University, the Department of Neurology there. Uh, the clerkship director over there is, is named Dr. Rob Naismith. And he has created an excellent guide for the neurological exam with a focus on what to do, what to say, and what to observe for every component of the exam. You know, I think that's actually very 
very good advice for any clinical rotation, which is to do a little bit of the legwork before you show up for the first day. Do you have any other advice for uh, students on the neurology rotation? One last piece of advice has to do with the oral case presentation. Now, obviously, the oral case presentation is very, very important. That holds true in, in every rotation, and uh, that's the same in neurology. And what you want to do is you want to make sure that you understand how much time you have to present these patients, because it does vary from one neurologist to another. You want to get an idea of that, that particular attending's preferences. And one of the things that's very, very important is that you present the neurological exam in the proper order. And in our blog post, we go into depth on what is the expected order of presentation in the neurological exam. And after you present the history physical exam and lab data, I want to tell you about an area where a lot of students stop short, and that's in the assessment and plan. And what you want to do in that assessment and plan is you want to provide your thoughts about localization. And then after you give that information, you want to provide a differential diagnosis that includes potentially life-threatening conditions as well as common conditions for that particular neurological symptom or problem. That's, um, I think that's excellent advice. Well, thank you for those tips and for providing that advice for the neurology rotation, Samir. Uh, for our listeners, we are working on a series of episodes for different rotations. And as Dr. Desai mentioned, we have uh, a number of blog posts that are up on our website now for specific rotations. So you can head there for further information. So this is the Success in Medicine podcast. I'm Dr. Rajini Kata with Dr. Samir Desai. Thank you for your attention.